I mean, no one comes into our house and pushes us around. You believe that America is the land of opportunity? Yeah. We're soldiers, but we're American soldiers. We've been kicking ass for 200 years. And those of you who are familiar with it know that in America, democracy is hypocrisy. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. You're listening to the Abolitionists Roundtable with your hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Flurry. They're leading the charge in advancing the conservative revolution. Join the conversation at 734-822-1600. And now, your all-American hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Flurry. And good morning. This is Phil Stargell, and this is the Abolitionist Roundtable of Michigan. And we want to say good morning. And uh, to my right, uh-huh. Bruce Flurry, co-host Bruce Flurry, and in good morning. The, yes, good morning. And then, uh, of course, Derek, and um, maybe uh, at least through commentary, Edwards uh, will make yeah. an this morning. Right. But uh, but we have, you know, everybody's here, and uh, we are ready <laughs> to roll. Everyone that's anyone. <laughs> Yeah, and the one thing that I want to do before we go any further is to show the people, try to make a a reference to the fact that the reason why this program is on the air, Mm -hmm. and it always has been, and the number one reason is that our opposition to this nonsense about uh, abortion on demand Mm-hmm. And uh, and it is it is it is tearing the country apart, and it is going to be the catalyst yeah. that allows this country to become just another democracy, mm-hmm. because they're going to use this issue to take them to the point where they can. Uh, can take this country out of being the the great republic that it was mm-hmm. until uh, just a run-of-the-mill democracy like North Korea, yep. China, Russia, <laughs> and the rest of them, because there will be many, many people yeah, yeah. that their rights are being destroyed by the idea that it is... Uh, somebody's right to take another life of an innocent person that could not defend themselves, but let alone defend their rights, because that's the thing. I mean, it, it, it is the government's obligation to defend the rights of the people that can't defend themselves. And if you don't believe it, how about being a, a 80-year-old and 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 and, and uh, some idiot decides that he wants to smack him upside his head. If the government didn't intervene in that, wouldn't mm-hmm. wouldn't you feel as though you, you your government was being derelict in their duties? Sure, sure. Same thing with a child in the womb. He is defenseless. He poses no threat to anybody, and yet still. He, if he's healthy or whether or not he has some kind of, of a defect, mm-hmm. they can go in there and, and put some of the most deadly weapons in there and grind this kid up and do nothing. So, well, you know, you know, 
Well, you know, Phil, uh, we're going to get some feedback here. Let me just kind of put this down. Uh, you know, we have uh, a situation here um, where where you talk about right to choose, okay? Um, and we have, uh, you know, well, this is going to take a, you know, if we vote down this proposal three, uh, which is really ghoulish when you look at it and under further review, because uh, one of the things real quick, one of the things that that, uh, that uh, proposal three would do would be take away any requirements that abortion uh, facilities be run in a clean and quote unquote safe manner. Now, imagine if let's 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 remember back, take a little trip down memory lane here a few years ago to uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, where Kermit Gosnell where his uh, chamber of horrors was finally exposed. And it was because the health department uh, went in there and finally got in there. And they had to be shamed into going in there by going into these, do these inspections by survivors of abortion procedures in this so-called clinic. What they found was an absolute house of horrors. And we want to have that in Michigan? That's what Proposal 3 would do. We used to be, we just had, we're, we're in the midst of the auto show right now, Phil, okay? And I want to tell you a little bit about that, how disappointed I was in some of that thing a little bit later, but I'm going to save that for the back burner here. Uh, <clears throat> Michigan is known as the auto capital of America, if not the world. Do we want, uh, do we want Michigan to be known as the capital of some other uh some other subject or some other practice such as abortion because it's exactly what's going to happen proposal three folks is the most extreme the most extreme uh, abortion uh, proposal on the on the ballot in any state in this country i don't know about any of you folks out there if i do know about phil i do know you about you phil i do know about Derek, but the but the three of us don't want any of that any part of it not one not one uh part of proposal three and as with any ballot proposal guys whether it's proposal one proposal two or proposal three if you do not understand it or it and there's something suspicious about it vote no do not leave that blank because that would be what you're doing is basically you're just uh you're just voting present right okay yeah or the other do uh, vote no on proposal three it's 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 gonna it's gonna just be an uh, an unmitigated disaster for for the unborn in the state of Michigan and and their and their and their mothers and their mothers. And the one thing that I want to say is that mm -hmm. right now we are, in my estimation, very very close, if not there, mm -hmm. uh, with New York. Oh yeah. Uh, 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 they are over uh, half of their uh, pregnancies end in abortion right. for black women. Mm -hmm. Same thing in Detroit. Mm -hmm. the, 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 black women are uh, right at 50% of uh, all yeah. pregnancies uh, mm -hmm. being aborted. Uh, we uh, real when a policeman has to do his duty and uh, and protect somebody from a criminal and and kill him and 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 and, and we make it out to be that that is uh, exterminating black youth. Well, you look at how many in a given year. You know, it's, it's less than a hundred. Yeah. 
Well, you know, Phil. Look at, uh, the, look at the number of abortions just in the city of Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. And if you think it's bad now, with mm -hmm. almost 50% or 50% of, of all pregnancies leading to abortion, wait until that bill passes, if it passes. <laughs> Well, you know what here, uh, I'm, and we're going to get to Joe in just a moment here, uh, calling about uh, my reference to Gosnell, but this is something which should be would be very sobering uh, to 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 people out there who who believe in the the woman's right to choose. Okay, uh, when I wrote my book, The Negro Project, Margaret Sanger's uh, diabolical, duplicitous, dangerous, disastrous, and deadly plan for Black America, which you folks can order. As I can receive as a thank you gift for making a, a, a very generous donation to our broadcast here. Um, on page 171, I quote, 64% of women, according to the, uh, at the Elliott Institute, says, feel pressured by others to abort. The woman's choice, as it goes on to state, can include the loss of income, uh, a home, family, or violence, and even murder. Moreover, pressure to abort can be brought to bear on a woman from a number of different sides, and it can be based on disinformation from credentialed experts, negligent counselors, and even trusted pastors. Uh, would that be a pastor like, uh, oh, I don't know, uh, uh, Adam Clayton Powell Sr., Phil? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, how, about, how about Warnock? Or Warnock. Now, pressure to abort sometimes can, uh, can take many forms from the subtle variety listed above to hostile and sometimes even fatal coercion. Intense pressure to abort, the Institute found, can come from husbands, parents, doctors, partners, counselors, or even close family friends. In one case, a husband jumped on his wife's stomach to force her to abort. In another, a woman forced her pregnant daughter at gunpoint, can you imagine that, wow. to visit an abortion mill. And in a third instance, a woman was forcibly injected by the baby's father with an abortifacient drug. I could go on. Yeah. But now, you can read the you can read the entire the entire story here in this book. Once again, the Negro Project, Margaret Sanger's diabolical, duplicitous, dangerous, disastrous, and deadly plan for black America. So don't give me this gobbledygook, this bills, this BS, this garbage about a right to choose. Yeah, and, and about that those commercials that are running, running. Yeah. those those commercials that are running that I say know. people are too extreme because yeah. they want to protect the unborn. And you know extreme. what? Yeah, and, and you know what, Phil? This is where I fault the Tudor Dixon campaign. They yeah. should be bringing out these statistics that we have upwards of anywhere between sixty and seventy million unborn children butchered in safe. Uh, environs or yeah. whatever. And, and a lot of cases, their mothers are dying right along with it in these so-called safe abortion places. 62 to 70 million unborn unborn babies. We don't know for sure exactly how many because there are states that are not required to report, to report their numbers. Okay, right. that, but that's not enough. That's not enough for Whitmer. That's not enough for Nestle. That's not enough for Dingle or Tlaib or any of these other bloodthirsty uh I, that's the only thing way I can describe it, Phil. The bloodthirsty ghouls that's that want exactly to kill as many unborn children as possible, and most of them are minorities. This is yeah. what Margaret Sanger was all about—not just not, not just sterilization, but abortion. And what did she say? That the black population were weeds. That weeds, we, human we weeds. Exterminated. 
Well, she did. She did a hell of a good job, didn't she? Yeah, she did. No wish, isn't she? Yeah. Okay. Let's go to Joe and Wyandotte. Uh, Joe, how are you doing this morning? And uh, you, sir, are the author of uh, Terror Strikes, coming to a, a city near you, coming soon to a city near you. How are you doing, my friend? Morning. I'm doing good, and thank you for that mention. And uh, before I go to my comment, uh, like you said, people can do double good. They can donate to Abolitionist Roundtable, and the P.O. Box is mentioned at the end of every show. So have a pen and paper ready so you know where to donate to the ART, and you could get a, you know, Phil and Bruce and Ron will send a copy of either Bruce's book or my book to you as a reward for donating. Because, uh, you know, I want to support the program, too. But I called Thank about you. Gosnell. You mentioned him. Now is the perfect time for anybody who has not seen the Gosnell movie. Now, I yeah. know a lot of people have kind of shied away because they think there's a lot of, you know, blood and guts and gore in that movie. And that's not the case. They demonstrate the horror of that mm but without showing you like it's a Saw movie, you know, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> and yeah. you are absolutely right. Proposal 3 strips all the protections and reasonable restrictions and requirements. They don't, they wouldn't have to be a licensed, licensed uh, medical provider any longer no. to provide an abortion. Literally, anyone with a coat hanger anywhere, anytime, any place in Michigan could perform an abortion, and women will die because right. of this. But they don't care. And, you know, Texas tried to impose reasonable restrictions. And uh, majority of the population thinks that abortion for the first trimester, no dismemberment, and no partial birth. That's where the majority of people in America have been ever since Roe. The polls have always showed that. Proposal 3, even if you're pro-abortion, Proposal 3 clearly goes too far, and it isn't even that. It's called the reproductive right freedom. You oh. know, another law that it overturns, and this is an aside, the LGBTQ community is at war with itself. The LGB part is at war with the TQ part. There's a group called Gays Against Groomers. They finally woke up to the slippery slope we've been saying all along. There's mm -hmm. pedophiles, and this law will literally overturn the statutory rape laws. Teachers can rampantly have sex with their students and no consequences. A 20, yep. 30, 40, 50-year-old male can have sex with your 10-year-old daughter if they can convince them into having sex, and there is no consequence. So this law goes even way beyond abortion on demand, any time, any place, any, place, any yeah. reason. Well, you, you, you know, uh, you know, Joe, you're absolutely right on these counts. And, and, and the fact of the matter is, okay, they have done such a great job 
the the, abor- the abortion, the pro-death side has done such a great job incorporating abortion into all the other negative, destructive, horrendous, disastrous uh, aspects of of, uh, of of life that uh, so many Black Americans have to face. Uh, black on black crime, like in Chicago, you see forty shootings during the, during a, a weekend, and maybe uh, 12, 12 homicides. I mean, these things are, and, and then you got sickle cell anemia, you've got broken families, you've got all this other stuff. This stuff all snowballs, Joe, to the point now where 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 once the uh, black population was a healthy percentage of the overall population, and Phil, you've been tracking this for a long time. It used to be. Uh, the, uh, the the black population was about 15, between 15 and 20 percent in this country. But thanks to all this other nonsense, all this other garbage, this, 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 this BS has been taking place, all this stuff snowballing. When you add abortion in there, now, now the black population is about maybe 11 percent of this country. Yes. And replacement level, re- replacement level, guys, let me remind you of this. And this, this is from Doc, from Reverend Walter Hoy out there in uh out there in, uh, in in Oakland, California, he did the numbers that the the uh, replacement level in the black population in this country is less than one is less than three quarters of one live birth. That is a not just a recipe for for irrelevance. That is a recipe if carried through to its logical conclusion for extinction. Extinction. Extinction, exactly. Joe. Extinction. Exactly. Remember that, yeah. folks. That's where they're headed, and it'll happen in this century too if this keeps up, especially if Proposal Three goes through, and and, and yeah, the Galvao proposal like it across the country. Thing I wanted to mention is this what we about want? that Liberals? is uh, you know, um, people get yeah. upset when we mention like the, the polls of where the majority of Americans are. You know, I'm pro-life and I want to save every baby, but you know what? If if there are three children drowning in the lake. And you jump in and you can only save two of the three, you know, because of whatever reason they're scattered about or whatever. Do you not jump in the lake and save two of the three if you can't save all three? Shake your head and say, oh, well, I can't save all three, so I'm not going to bother to save the two of the three. No. So I am willing to say to pro-abortion people, you know what? This thing goes way too far. But if you want to have a proposal that will, you know, be a first trimester uh, afterwards ban and dis- uh, banning dismemberment and partial birth uh, and, and have the usual life and rape and incest because that is less than 1% of all the cases anyway. If if you want to do that, you know what? I'll bend my life position. I'll support that because you know what? Saving 99% of the babies is a major win. I'm willing to save the two of the three babies from drowning if, you know, rather than just shake my head and say, no, if I can't save all three, let them all die. How ridiculous is that? I want to save as many babies as I can and then fight the rest of the way to save the third. Well, that's a good, that's, that's a, a, a good point to make it. So, and it's worth debating. Uh, it was worth uh, kicking around here, not, not not just in this broadcast, but over the kitchen table and you know all across the state of Michigan. Uh, 
We got Walter on the line. Uh, we're gonna uh, uh, say uh, say uh, uh, adios for, uh, for for this week, but uh, uh, and thanks so much for uh, you know for uh, for the information about the broadcast. Okay, we'll talk to you All later. Right, uh, you, uh, Joe, take care. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Joe. Walter, what's up, man? What's up, guys? Hey, guys. Hey, you got something to say before I make my statement about Tudor Dixon? I got uh-huh. a text message on my phone from Debbie Dingle Dangles with a tingle tangle springle sprungle up her leg for Obama, for Obama and Joe Biden. And um, I text back, man, and uh, let them have it, her campaign have it. You Good. know, she's on there lying like Good. all the other Democrats about health care, uh, Obama. I mean, the um, this foolishness about uh, Joe Biden's so-called reduction um Inflation Increase Act and all the other <laughs> goodies that the Democrats give out. Yeah, I know. I know. And, uh, I know. It, it, it's, it's crazy. It, it, it's it's so Orwellian, Walter, you know, and, and one of the things that Phil and I were talking about was in addition to these uh, two books that we're offering, uh, we might uh, we might very well uh, add a third book to that list. That book is 1984. What do you think of that idea? Yeah, sounds good. You know, uh, on the way they portraying um, conservatives wanting to save babies on these TV commercials, they even got the latest ones. You've seen the latest one with that so-called uh, fabricated nurse who's calling mm-hmm. good evil and evil good and calling light darkness and darkness light. That's exactly what we have come to in this country about when it comes mm-hmm. to saving babies. They portraying baby savers as the evil people and they're the righteous people because they want to kill babies reproductive rights and and that's right they sugarcoated with all types of little phrases and words but yeah they're trying to fool you on the proposal three but they can't fool me but let me say something about tudor dixon why is she mia isn't early voting starting soon what in the devil's hell did she get in the race for if she don't want to fight and they want to yeah. make and people making excuses to well she don't have enough money well she should have never got in in the first place I put my vote casting my vote for her already going <laughs> well being led straight by some kind of uh with the impression that she's gonna go in all out on stretchy Gretchen wretched uh, Whitmer. <clears throat> well, I uh, Walter, I got a I got a uh, a text from her her campaign that it's a four point race. Uh, what do you think about that? Uh, and that's with the uh, with the. Uh, <clears throat> <clears throat> with the uh, uh, with fewer funds than the Democrats have, less cash. What do you think of that? Is that do you think that's right? Well, if she thinks she's gonna pull off a miracle, and it would be a miracle if she still pulled it off, but you got to remind people because I talk to people every day. For every one person that likes Whitmer, I can tell you a hundred that don't like her, and that's yeah. the, the barometer. You judge it by that. You measure it by that when you're out in public and talking to people, and nobody's that I know of really likes the woman except a brain dead Democrat who's for all the yeah. other evil agenda of the Democrat <laughs> party. But yes, um, if she well, thinks, you know, she you don't need a uh, you know, multi-million dollar war chest to, uh, to, to put a scare into these people. If not, if, if even if you can't beat them, uh, look at what happened in, in New Jersey with that, that was the truck driver or the guy who owned the, uh, the fitness place. He, he very, very damn near unseated a sitting governor of a, of a major state in this country when on a, a bare bones uh, campaign budget. So it's not That's it's right. not always the dollars that amount that that count. You know, it's the message. And if you can get out yeah. there and you can and you can pound that pavement, and talk to enough people to get that message across, you got a shot. So. 
Well, but again, her bully, her bully, her bully her look head. what they, they, they're doing. It's the same old thing over and over. If they're, they're calling people extremists because mm -hmm. they are trying to get people to wake up and understand what it is that you're giving up. Mm -hmm. You're giving up your right to give the government the right to to tell you what they how would they like it if uh, all of a sudden Joe Biden and his people decide well you know what uh, everybody in the country is only allowed to have one child like they do in China China yeah uh, you know well they did it with the mandates they told you what they wanted to do about uh, uh, of keeping a mask on and and where where you could and couldn't go and where you could and hey. could not. You're listening to the Abolitionists Roundtable with your hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Fleury. They're exposing the left's underground resistance while leading the charge in the fight for liberty. Join the conversation at 734-822-1600. Hello, I am Milt, and this is Logically Speaking Uncensored. China Joe Biden's Thursday, September 1, 2022 Provocation Speech 2 Provoke Martial Law. On December 7, 1941, the Japanese launched a sneak attack on the United States Naval Base at Pearl Harbor, Hawaii, with aerial bombardments that killed over 2,400 and wounded over 1,100. The attacks were brutal, deadly, and vicious, and an informal declaration of war, which led Japanese General Yamamoto to remark, that they had awakened a sleeping giant. And true to his insightful prediction, the attacks did awaken sleeping giants, known as patriots, who upon awakening became fighters who bravely fought back and defeated Japan, who formally surrendered on September 1, 1945. On Thursday, September 1, 2022, over 80 years later, Another sneak attack was launched upon the United States by the neo-communist Democrat Party in the personage of marionette puppet China Joe Biden, who had the audacity to give a speech of unmitigated defamation, which defiled the historic honor of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, where on September 17, 1787, at Independence Hall, Brave men convened to sign and document a constitution for a new nation of freedom, liberty, justice, and reverence for a Christian God. In 1941, the Japanese weapons for mass destruction were aerial bombs. In 2022, China Joe Biden weapons for mass destruction are incendiary words crafted to condemn and dehumanize patriots who believe unequivocally that the United States is a republic, not a democracy. And they repudiate communism, fascism, Marxism, socialism, secularism, baby killings, tyranny, and lunatics who denigrate the belief that God created two unique human beings for procreation, a male and a female. Except for lunatics, Biden's maniacal speech was inappropriate for civilized consumption. But coming from the satanic swamp where he resides, 
His rantings were normal because the Democrat Party was founded and fertilized in an environment of psychotic evil. Using the January 6th protests in Washington, D.C. as a pretext, puppet masters were hoping that marionette puppet Biden hate speech would provoke upheavals by Make America Great Again mega patriots and allow Biden to declare martial law and prohibit Donald Trump from becoming president in 2024. But wisely, civilized MAGA patriots rejected China Joe's malevolent entrapment bait by refusing to engage in street demonstrations that could escalate into violent confrontations with the militant insurrectionist army envisioned by Ali Obama. President George Washington and Abraham Lincoln fought and won the physical wars that founded and saved a nation. Therefore, we the people don't have to fight a physical war, but we must fight constitutionally, culturally, and politically with assured belief that God will provide the strength needed to defend the home of the brave from Biden's demented provocations to provoke martial law. I am milk logically speaking uncensored saying, think about it. And we are back. And uh, Milt uh, puts his finger on it. And the uh, thing about it is <clears throat> we have a country right today that is in the midst of a recession. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and people are, are trying to tell you that it's not. And to tell to try to tell you that they have the remedy for it. The only reason why we're having the problems that we're having today is because of the people telling you things like Joe Biden is saying that uh, mm -hmm. MAGA extremists, or MAGA this or MAGA that. Yeah. You know, everything but what the real problem is. And that's whenever Democrats get the, the reins of power in their hands, the first thing they do is try to reinforce it for the next two. Oh, sure. Years. Yeah. Well, yeah. But before we go to Phil, I was a point I wanted to make about the, the 1984 book. Uh, uh, Mark Levin, uh, I know it was uh, Dennis Prager the other day, wrote a pa uh, recited a passage from 1984. And this is something that people really ought to think about about the, uh, the struggle that's going on right now politically in this country. Uh, Winston Smith is a protagonist. He has been uh, captured and is being re, uh, re, uh, reprogrammed by the state in the person of a man named O'Brien. And O'Brien is talking about past dictatorships, uh, Hitler, Stalin, Mussolini, and the like. And he was saying that past dictatorships, uh, they did not go far enough. And what he meant by that was that when you're talking about power, they, they looked at power as a means to an end. What the dictatorship in 1984, folks, was looking at is power as the end. Not just the means to get there, but the, the end itself. And that's exactly what we're looking at right now. Massive power grabs by, by totalitarian status. That's that's. You know, forget, and that's, and that's exactly, forget Biden being an authoritarian, Phil. He is a totalitarian dictator who thinks that he uh, that his word is law, and it is not. 
That's why we have a republic. That's why we have two par- two party system. Checks and balances. Checks yeah. and balances. And there are the 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 structure is made up of checks and balances. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is that what <laughs> they are proposing is first of all they're talking about packing the Supreme Court, which goes right. back to, uh, to to Franklin Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. And at least some of the people understood that if you do that, once you in, enshrine a, a, a way to get around the Constitution, it, mm-hmm. this is exactly what the Democrat Party has been trying to do for years. And they're very get close to getting it. The Constitution. You pack the Supreme Court and you 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 uh, officially make the Supreme Court a parliament. That yeah, a rubber stamp. You're, ru- you're you're basically rubber stamping policy. Another branch of the legislature, right? Yep. Legislating from you know from the bench. Uh, uh, and no checks and balances. That, yeah. That's the key. That's the key. And if you don't have checks and balances, then it the power automatically goes to the government. Mm-hmm. The way yep. we have it now, we we do control one thing, and that is the vote. But well, it, we doesn't about matter, how long that's last. it doesn't matter what happens once you get the power to the government to mm-hmm. control all of this. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's all over with, and that's yeah. where we're headed. Okay, well, let's let's we can let's put let's put that on hold for just a moment and let's hear from Phil from Detroit. Uh, good morning, sir. Welcome to the broadcast. Morning, Lancers. My hey. is all right. Can you hear me? Uh, we can hear you. Can you get, maybe get a little bit closer to the phone? You're kind of faint. You're coming through. You're kind of faint. Okay, we're working. All right, uh, Bruce, uh, it was uh, good to hear you bring up uh, Gosnell, okay? He swept that under the carpet and nobody talks about it anymore. But uh, that, uh, that ghoulish monster, uh, all, we know all he did, and it's in Pennsylvania. And that's a mm-hmm. capital punishment state, and he's still alive. Yeah, I know. That's Sadly, what, what happens for the justice system in, in our country these days, mm-hmm. if it is still our country. But, uh, and, you and you know what, Phil? Uh, he's so Powell. he's so arrogant. He did a jailhouse interview. I don't know if you caught it, but he, he thinks he's he, he, he was doing good. Now, now how how crazy Hello? is that? Oh, yeah, that's not justice at all. You mentioned Powell, Adam Clayton Powell. Yeah, wasn't his tagline "Keep the faith, baby"? Uh huh. Yeah. Okay, if, if well, that, that was his father that ran the church, not were, not, the, uh, not the later congressman. No, that was if his was, father that ran he, that church in New York. Yeah. If he was pro-life, you might say, keep the baby, Faith. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Good advice exactly. a fatherly sort of figure, if he was. <laughs> but uh, when I think of uh, LGB these days, I think of Let's Go Brandon. LGB, Let's Go Brandon. Right? That's right. Take something we don't like and turn it into something positive. And Phil, uh, you mentioned, uh, well, we have the vote. Well, guess what? We don't have the vote. They, they stole the biggest election in the world. They stole it. Nobody well, see, again. Nothing has changed. 
Still got well, see, see, still got well, you see, Phil, they're going to get to the point where we don't have to vote because they're going to take care of us with everything. Right? Yeah. Big brother. The nanny it. state, the paternalistic uh, paternalistic society. But we have to do one thing in order to achieve that nirvana, that paradise, that uh, utopia. Right, guys? And that is give up our rights, our rights to life our rights to liberty, our rights to, to pursue our own happiness, you know, that type of thing. And they're gonna, and, and, and Washington is gonna take care of all of it. Is that the way you wanna live, folks? Really, is that you, how you wanna live? Remember, you can you can vote your way into socialism, Phil, but, you but how do you- your but, way out. And you gotta shoot your way out of it, right, guys? Has <laughs> anybody, anybody ever heard of But it's not socialism, it's worse than that, it's communism. Because Marx himself said, or Lenin himself said, the socialism is but a step toward communism. Has there ever been a coup that was reversed by an election? <clears throat> yeah. Well, and, and well, you well, see what the, the communists did with the Soviet Union. You see what they did. And it's the yeah. same thing. This is what... Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, this is what socialism leads to. This is what democracy leads to. You see yeah. what 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 uh, the Soviet Union was. They, mm -hmm. they uh, and, and it was all about the vote. Uh -huh. What yeah. happens? And they get ninety five percent of the vote. Vote yeah. for one guy. You know that so, that sounds like Obama's support, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh God. Oh, Thanks a lot for the call. We're going to be going to the Thanks, Edwards Notebook. Girl. Yeah, we're going to be going to the Edwards Notebook shortly. But let's, like, let's get Gary in here from Tucson, calling all the way from Tucson, our far-flung correspondent. Yes. Good morning. How are you doing? Hey, Bruce. Hey, Phil. Hey, look, hey, um, Kevin McCarthy gets up there with a photo shoot, and uh, everybody's there smiling and everything, telling us what they're going to do. Well, all of that stuff is baked in the cake. They should have been doing that stuff for their entire time as a politician. But what I want them to be doing and saying is, this is what we're going to do. We're going to stop the teachers from grooming our kids. Uh, we're going to break up the union. We're going to have a dress code, a code of conduct for the teachers, so they don't have a bunch of clowns teaching our kids. Any mm -hmm. uh, officer in any branch of the military who orders anybody to do CRT or LGBT crap will um, be demoted. I mean, we, uh, shut down the border for 20 years. Stop letting nations buy land in, in the United States that are enemy. Um, demand all prosecutors prosecute the crimes that come before them. These are real solutions that our politicians need to state to us, tell us this is what they're going to do to fix the problems that the Democrat fascist scumbags have done to us. But they get up there and they talk a bunch of milly-mouth nonsense that we've heard a hundred times. So I want them to get serious about taking care of our nation, especially taking care of our kids. I know the thing I said about the kids and the dress code and everything else sounds a bit yeah. totalitarianism, but these people are turning our kids into little freaks, and they need to stop. Yeah, and they're and they're turning them. Not only that, but they're they're brainwashing them into into believing that we are not a republic. Okay, they're not teaching civics in school anymore. Not that I know of. 
Uh, and I mean a real civics curriculum, not this stuff, not this uh, this nonsense, this uh, civics uh, secure democracy act uh, that they're that they're kicking around right now. Because all that is, all that is, is just teaching kids how to be little social justice warriors. Uh, Gary, right. we're up against the clock here. We got the Edwards Notebook uh, coming up, but I want to thank you for that call. And uh, that's something we can we can explore explore further in depth, uh, maybe next week. Uh, the uh, the uh, the, the McCarthy's plan. I've heard a little bit about it, but this is the first time you put some meat on the bones for me. So thanks a lot, Gary. We will talk to you next week, I hope. And uh, let's go to the Edwards Notebook. I was the first radio commentator who years ago declared that the government school system is the number one enemy working against our republic. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee, what is taught or indoctrinated into one generation dictates the direction the nation takes in the next. For decades, millions of robotic leftist America, liberty, God, and family haters have been churned out by regressive leftist educators hell-bent on fundamentally transforming our great republic into a second-tier tyrannical nation. Now, groomers like Stacy DeCourcy, the principal at Excelsior Elementary School in Minnesota, is without parallel and without parental permission promoting a book entitled Jack, Not Jackie, which is about a toddler becoming transgender and cross-dressing. Principal DeCourcy claims the book is phenomenal and is being added to the school's media center. This one situation is an example of the utter hatred of children, a structured society, and God's specific design of humanity. The time has come for parents who truly love their children and all who appreciate our republic to unite as one to overcome transgender and all other efforts to permanently damage our nation beyond repair. We must also seek providential guidance and God's forgiveness for allowing such madness. I'm Ron Edwards. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. And we are back. And, you know, uh, the the uh, the reference to the schools and how they have deteriorated in, in their teaching is it's leading right to where we are today, where the the, the overall effect of this uh, inferior uh, education system is that we we've taught our children to hate mm-hmm. the country. We've taught our children to hate. Yeah, I mean, actually hate the idea that uh, somebody may know more than they know. The mm-hmm. Kids that they believe seem to believe that they know more than, than what the people that are teaching them. And I can understand why, because they question everything yeah. about the country that is good and mm-hmm. the stuff that is the worst stuff that they could come up with. They, they uh, accept it as being true. Well, they emphasize the bad part. It used to be uh, accentuate the positive, eliminate the negative, right? Yeah. Or at least minimize the negative. But you, know, you would, you would, you would think that with you, if, if this sixteen nineteen stuff is being taught, it's being taught with one purpose and one purpose only, and that's to divide this country along racial lines, to 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 uh, belittle us and to take us down three or four notches. And and again, like Dennis Prager asked, begs the question to his uh, to his liberal callers or his leftist callers. And even that one, uh, Howard Zinn, that, that guy that wrote that book, uh, People's History of America. Uh, would the world be uh, better off if, if America never existed? And the, the, the answers are frightening. It's, you know, 
or they they think it, they think overwhelmingly that it would, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah, that's that's what these kids are being taught, and and well, they're not getting talking? a ba- they're not getting a balanced view of this country. Yeah, we're not perfect. I mean, human beings aren't perfect. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm the first one to admit I'm not perfect. I sometimes that hurts to admit it, but what the what the heck? That's just me. But yeah, it's the United States is not a perfect country, but we are the best country yeah. on the face of the earth by a long shot. And so many, and, and the evidence is just overwhelming, Phil. And uh, oh, hey, Phil, we got we want to make sure we don't forget Dennis in Ann Arbor uh, before we uh, end the broadcast today. Uh, Dennis, good morning. Uh, welcome to the broadcast. Well, thank you, very, thank you very much. Are you able to hear me? Uh, yeah, we can hear you fine. Great. Right. So first of all, hey, I really enjoy the show. I'm not always able to get out early in the morning on a Saturday, but I'm on my way to the recycling center. And it's such a it's like an oasis when I listen to when I listen to the pastor's radio show. So just want to put it out there first. So um, so the main reason I called is I saw an image on television about uh, maybe two years ago. And it was about a woman who had a T-shirt that said I had 20 abortions. And so my question is, uh, you know, it could be very sensitive for some people. Has abortion become a, a fetish or getting pregnant become a fetish for some women or couples? Did they just they just want to make sure that they can get pregnant? And that's a bit of their, you know, maybe that's their thing. And that's, that's a good um, question. And then it's become a fetish. That, so that's my, that is, my that, put that that's that's a real jump ball. That's a real good question. In fact, there was a in fact there was a, an article in the Detroit News the other day that more women now are seeking tubal ligations, you know, as, as an alternative to, to to getting an abortion because that way they don't get pregnant. You know, sterilization. That's what Margaret Sanger wanted. Okay, if you look at how she how she started out, she wanted to sterilize uh, people that she considered unfit. You know, black black Americans, uh, Hispanics, uh, people that uh, had with uh, mental disorders or uh, epileptic uh, physical disorder. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Phil. Yeah, go ahead, Phil. Oh, I was just saying that people that she determined determined were feeble, feeble-minded, and things like that. She made the, those decisions uh, as to as to what who was worthy of life. And that's that's what we have now. We have mm-hmm. women that are that are that are just uh, indifferent to the amount of uh, abortions that they have. And, well, that's and, my, and point. This is not my, my point. My point. My point yeah. is that uh, you know the culture's changed a lot with the internet, and perhaps it's couples yeah. or just women. They like the validation of knowing that they can make life. But they don't want to follow through with it. They like the yeah. the whole routine of the getting pregnant and and and, yeah. and you know the whole ritual of getting pregnant and then ending it. That that could be a fetish for yeah. some people. Yeah. Well, it, and it could, it could be a sign of a very very serious mental condition, uh, Dennis. Uh, that sounds to me like uh, something that's so far so far out there that. Uh, maybe there's something that's uh, that's disconnecting up between the years, you know, uh, you know, in, in in the old gray matter. Uh, but just when you said that the T-shirt did, did say twenty abortions, how can the body even stand one? Yeah. I don't understand well, I know. that, guys. <laughs> yeah, lost in all this discussion is the old uh, the old adage: the aspirin between the legs. That seems to be yeah. lost <laughs> in the discussion. Yeah. <laughs> Well, sometimes I think some of these women are thinking between between the legs, not using what's 
uh, between their ears. But that's just my opinion there. Well, it Dennis, makes, yeah, makes you under uh, makes you wonder if the idea that I would hate for any of my children to ever hear me speak cavalierly about abortion. I would hate yeah. for them to hear, uh, think that I might have thought about aborting one of them. Yeah. You know, I, I, I just, I just, I, I, I wonder how some of those people that are in Congress who talk so roughly and so uh, uh, anxiously about uh, making sure that every abortion that is contemplated is carried out. That's, that, that just seems to me, I wouldn't be able to face my children if I went along I, every day talking about aborting. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't do that either. We, well, these are people of conscience where we're talking about folks like you and me and Derek. Uh, we've reached the end of another broadcast, yeah, folks. Uh, thanks for calling and lending your input. And Phil, uh, you have the final word. To continue the round Just want to say that uh, get out there and vote and learn about what, is, what the issues are. And let's counteract 